And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister Mary. What up, everybody? And we are continuing our epic trudge through the office. Uh, This week we'll be doing Season 7, Episodes 21 and 22, Michael's Last Dundies, and Goodbye Michael. Damn straight. These are huge, huge episodes in the canon. Monumental. However... Before we start this week's show, why don't you let everybody know what they missed last week? Absolutely, Kev. And I wouldn't exactly say that season seven's been a trudge. No, no, we've season okay. seven has been a speed car race. Yeah, it's been it's been epic. It's been great. It, it is. Okay, so guys, last week we covered episode nineteen, garage sale, where everybody in the office, uh, t- I think it was like ten percent or something of the proceeds went to the party planning committee. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly and Michael decided that they don't have a backup plan. Michael is going to propose to Holly with fire, um, but then when he calls Heidi's Holly's Holly. parents, <laughs> when he calls Holly's parents, uh, we find out that they basically have dementia mm-hmm. after they call her confused why this Michael man is calling them. So Holly decides that she has to move back to Colorado, but not before. Michael does a very romantic and sweet proposal in the office, guiding her through, saying, this is where we had sex for the first time. <laughs> this is where I kissed you the first time. This is where we ran our first meeting. And then he had everybody lined up in the kitchen, um, trying to tempt her to marry them. And then all of, like, there were candles in the annex, and they did a cute little Yoda thing, and they're engaged, and he announces that they're moving to Colorado. Yeah. On the bright side, after this week, we will not have to say the name Holly again, so we won't confuse it. You guys won't have to hear us say Holly Heidi. Heidi Holly Hollow. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So then, uh, episode 20, Training Day, we find out that Michael's replacement is none other than D'Angelo Vickers, um, played by Will Ferrell, and he um, is being trained, so to say, by Michael... Um, and it, there's already a shift in the dynamic where everybody's like... Everybody's brown-nosing D'Angelo. Yeah, they're not yeah. sucking up to Michael anymore, so he gets kind of... He gets rubbed the wrong way about it, we'll yeah. say that. He's going to be forgotten. Yeah. Um, oh, and he already, D'Angelo already hates Jim and Pam. Good. No, he hates their baby, too. Yeah, Fuck Cece, right? Yeah, and he makes Andy do really mean, like, self-masochistic... like <laughs> comedy to make himself giggle. It's good stuff. And we learn that he loves the Southwest. Yes, the Southwest, and he has a peanut allergy. Yes. Yeah. So that um, brings us up to date, right? Glee, yeah. All right. So uh, you're going to lead us off now with episode 21 of this season, Michael's Last Dundee. For sure, What'd dude. you think about it? I love this episode. It's good. It was I, really good. I thought it was perfection. The ending is like Dude, chef's oh kiss. my God. Love it. It was quintessential, Michael. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there, though. Yep. So guys, our cold open... Um, Michael and D'Angelo are delivering Dundee nominations at 6 a.m., yeah. which I'm really happy that they did this because they've never touched on this part of the Dundee ceremonies. So um, they go to Jim and Pam's house. They're both nominated. They're like, where's Pam? She's not here. <laughs> Bring Who's there? Just go back to sleep. <laughs> He's just like, do not come down here. Um, and then they go to Stanley's, and he yells at them like, have you lost your damn mind? Oh, yeah. And uh, they leave his paper and his Dundee <laughs> nomination on the porch. <laughs> this next one, Michael just gets out of the car and yells, 
Toby, you suck! Yeah, and and eggs. eggs his house. He eggs it. Oh, it's like and, Halloween. And D'Angelo's like, is this one of our employees? Like, what yeah, is Yeah, Michael's this? like, go, go, we gotta go. Just get in the car, go. <laughs> um, then we get to Meredith's house, which is like a dilapidated house with, like, it looks like, okay. Um, the Beverly Hillbillies. I was gonna say, do you remember the house that James Earl Jones lived in in the Oh, yeah, Mr. Myrtle. Where it was like a junk house, yeah, like a yeah. junkyard surrounding Well, he was blind. He couldn't really take care of it. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith is not, as we find out. And D'Angelo says probably one of one of my favorite lines of the episode. Reminds me of Hurricane Katrina. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's wow. The, it is the house is a wreck. Yeah. Well, then they walk up. The door is open. They knock on it, and it just goes open even further. Then Meredith arrives. She has holes in her stockings at her knees. Doing I don't the know walk if of you shame. Saw that. Yeah. But then she goes, ah, oh, busted. Walk of shame. And she's like, I got nominated for a Dundee. Like she's so pumped <laughs> about it. And um, she offers to cook them breakfast that she has Vienna sausages and napkins. <laughs> I love that napkin. Yeah. And I love D'Angelo, though. He's like, do you always leave your door unlocked and a jar? <laughs> like, and, he's, and he just looks at Michael and goes, I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah, so and they, they both just run. Yeah. And that was the cold open. That was good. Was I enjoyed awesome. it. I enjoyed that. It was. So now uh, Michael arrives at the office and he's got this big smile on his face. He's carrying a garment bag. And he's talking to Erin, who's pretending that she's not excited for the Dundies tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I love Michael goes, you're actually getting pretty funny. Yeah, you're, you're getting there. <laughs> you're getting there, kid. So now Michael says that he needs this to continue. He needs it to be like his legacy. And he tells D'Angelo that it's basically the Golden Globes, less mean though. And it's this, less mean. This is also when he says this is like when... Larry King died and Piers Morgan took over. Yes. Dude, it is kind of a miracle of science that Larry King is still alive. He's still alive? And he still looks like an owl. He still looks the same. Like, he I feel like he looks exactly the same as he did like 15 years ago. I think he's kind of like, you know, is those... he like the Ted Turner? And he, what? Or not Ted Turner. Um, Ted Williams where he like froze. Oh, fr- they he froze like, his head? Yeah, do you think he like goes into like a cryogenic like container? At no, the end I of think the day? he's he's like... He's the anti, you know those ads about the truth anti-smoking? Yeah. He's like the, like, <laughs> he's like laughs at them. He goes, I've been smoking for 90 years, yeah. three packs a day still. Let's talk about the Middle East on my radio show. He All he he's is like is. He's like the .000001% of people that will survive. He's cancer. a nutritional rogue. Yeah. And like, because he's so old, all he is is shoulders and a head at this point. Oh I think the suspenders have become part of his skin. Oh. It's incredible that Larry King is, and you still see him at Dodgers games. Yeah. He's behind the back up with Mary Hart. It's oh fucking... Speaking of somebody who's still, like... Mary Hart's like 80, right? Isn't she up there? Uh, she's up there. She has to be mostly plastic, But she's right? younger than him. Like, oh, she I is. She was They're not together. Significantly. Oh, okay. No, no, no. But she doesn't... Oh, his did... last wife was significantly younger than him. Oh, they all are. Yeah, they're like 40 years younger <laughs> yeah. than him. No, but Mary Hart was from uh, Entertainment Tonight. Does she still do it? I have no idea. She did it back in like 40 years ago. So I'm assuming she's in her like mid-70s now, but she's all plastic. There's enough plastic Dang. in the ocean. Dang. I'm sorry. I went a little bit. No, it's okay. So anyway, we go and um, Dwight says that it's black tie tonight. So everybody dressed accordingly. And Michael says it's black tie optional. And that's when I love just Dwight's like, that's every day, Michael. What the fuck? <laughs> um, it's being held at Louis Volpe's. All right. I didn't do research. No, that's not a real place. Okay. I kind of figured. I am a connoisseur of Italian eateries um, <laughs> in the Scranton area. Okay. And that is not... One. It never was? At least not that I've been aware of since I've been 18. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's going back. Yeah, that's going back quite a few years. 
Um, so now Michael is training D'Angelo to be his co-host. Hold on, you're not going to talk about the Pam Ryan confrontation? Uh-huh. When Pam says, oh, the oh, breadsticks the- are like crack. And Ryan's like, oh, I love it when like people just say it's like crack, like they've ever done it. Why don't you just say it's something from your world, Pam? And then she gets snippy. She's like, you're right, I'm a middle-class fraud, Ryan. Like, they're just <laughs> I like, just love Jim's face, though. He's like, what the fuck yeah, is he saying? He like, lit a fuse, and Pam's <laughs> just like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And I don't know, it's entertaining, like, sniping, because you don't yeah. usually see that. And then Michael's like, okay, it's like breadsticks on stairs. Steroids. And Ryan's like, yeah, sure, we'll go with it, whatever. So now, okay, I'm sorry, Michael announces that he's going to have a co-host this mm-hmm. year, where Dwight, like, almost gets really excited, and he does, like, the, I'm almost going to stand up to yeah, accept it. Yeah, he does it. the Sid Justice WrestleMania 8 press conference, where he's ready, he stands up, and then Hulk Hogan is announced, yep. and that's, that's Dwight here. It's heart, it's heart shattering <laughs> to find that he's going to have D'Angelo do it. Dwight really thought it was going to be him, and one of my favorite. Again, this episode has so many good fucking quotes. Mm-hmm. Always the Padawan, never the Jedi. Yeah, for a nerd like uh, I love it. like you, yeah. Yeah, for a nerd like me. <laughs> um, so now D'Angelo, he's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm not really a performer. And Michael convinces him, like, no, you're doing this. The <laughs> boss does it. So now they're in the conference room with only the men? Yeah. Because um, Michael doesn't think women can be funny. I think okay. he's cut from the John Belushi cloth. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. My God. I'm like, because I'm looking around the office and I'm like, wait, it's only dudes in here. Did you notice Daryl? I did. I have that. He's still dressed as a cowboy. Yeah, he's, like, he's got like the, the plaid shirt, but also like the shoulder covering. Yeah. he. Lo- oh my God. He looks like an eight year old boy. It's hilarious. It, he looks like Mike TV from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Honest. He kind of does, but like I like that they carried that through with the whole D'Angelo thing. I wonder like, if he still has the cowboy boots on. He's got. The, yeah, I wonder if he brought the guns into work. <laughs> the little cap gun. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> they're in the room with all the guys to work on their banter, and the thing is, like, D'Angelo doesn't have any humor to mm-hmm. him. He's like all logic. Mm-hmm. So every time Michael tries to set him up, he just says something. Like, very straight-laced. Like, Michael says about losing his keys, and D'Angelo's like, you need a keychain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He He's like a typical man where he comes up with a solution instead of just... Typical man. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> like, you go to vent to a man, and he's like, well, this could solve your problem. It's like, no, bitch, I don't want to solve the problem. I just want to bitch about it. And I want to vent about and it. And therein, you just spelled out the yeah. issues that have been going on for millennia. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So now, he brings Ryan up. And he goes, hey, Ryan, how are you doing? Or, like, I don't even know how he worded it. No, I forget. But Ryan came back and he's like, I don't know. Why don't you ask my therapist? My mom pays him enough. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is a real thing. His mom definitely mm-hmm. pays for his therapist. But they're just, like, going for the rat-a-tat, like, <laughs> yeah. r- witty the repartee. Quick, yeah. The quick back and forth. Yeah. So now they go back up and D'Angelo says to Jim, hey, where were you on 9-11? <laughs> and, like, and Jim just goes, go back to the script. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, nope. I love that. <laughs> so now, but it just shows, like, D'Angelo has no, like, comedic timing mm-hmm. sense of anything. <laughs> so now Michael is sitting on D'Angelo's chest, like, holding onto the desk and doing, like, squats. Yeah. Onto D'Angelo's chest as yeah. he's going, Mimo, Mimo, Mimo. And then Michael puts headphones on him. Because he says, like, I can't, like, listen to myself talk or something. Mm. And so he blasts whatever the music is. And D'Angelo's like, that hurts! And he makes him read, like, a cue card. Yeah. Or, like, a flash card with a speech on it. Typical Will Ferrell fashion. He screams it. Yeah, just yells it. 
a deafening pitch. <laughs> um, so now Pam and Jim are walking back from lunch. Jim is bitching about sweet potato fries, which are delicious and nutritious. I hate them. And they see Aaron in her car. And they're like, hey, what are you doing out here? And she's like, fuck, you're gonna make, he's going to see you. Get in. Just get in. And she explains that they've. she's been eating lunch in her car because that's now her alone time away from Gabe. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Pam, why don't you want to eat lunch with your boyfriend? And she's basically like, I don't like spending time with him. <laughs> uh, my skin crawls when he touches me. <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> and then Jim is just like, I'm going to get out of here. And then the talking head, in the most... Honest, honest, honest talking head of the entire thing. Just not interested in that at all, man. <laughs> I'd get out too. Yeah. So now it's Dundee's time, everybody. Yeah. So Dwight is dressed in a tuxedo, and as everybody's walking into the restaurant, he's insulting everyone to outfits, except for Jim and Pam, who are surprisingly adequate. <laughs> um, so now the opening, Michael pretends to. To be Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a yeah, recording. It's like a video. Yeah. yeah, it's a recording, and D'Angelo's on the phone. And so Michael's like, D'Angelo, we gotta get somebody to host the Dundies. Da 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 da. And then um, we find out that D'Angelo's running around the office trying to find Michael. Michael. And Michael is playing different roles of the different employees in the office. First, there's Angela, and he says, Do you want to hear about my boyfriend, the state senator? Except the title me- has no meaning. <laughs> and the senator's there, and he like, laughs yeah, at he it. Yeah, he laughs at like, it. Oh, that's rich. And then he runs over, because Oscar's like, You might want to ask Jim. Runs over, and Michael is playing Jim with an earring. Yeah. And he leans back in his chair like, I don't know, dude, like... You want to go listen to some records? Like Jim's like Southern Jim's like, California yeah, and like, hipster. What the like fuck, yeah. I was born and raised in Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's Phyllis. But I have to say, the listening to records is totally a hipster movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see Jim for a guy who owns an arcade fire shirt. Precisely. And then Michael is playing Phyllis, who's knitting at her desk, <laughs> and then falls over and says. I've fallen and I can't get up. And only Stanley yeah, laughs. Oh, Stanley like loses his shit. It's like happy Stanley. <laughs> yes. So now, um, Michael, so D'Angelo runs in the bathroom and he's like, nobody is taking me seriously. I need to find Michael. And he turns around and Michael's in the bathroom mirror saying, I was in your heart all <laughs> along, D'Angelo. Weird. Yeah, really weird. So now Dwight introduces Michael and Dean. Oh, okay, Michael Gary Scott mm-hmm. and the co-host D'Angelo Jeremetrius Vickers. I fucking love it, Jeremetrius. <laughs> I love that so oh, much. Fuck. <laughs> so now um, D'Angelo like runs off immediately. Doesn't even make it to the stage, and he's throwing up in the bathroom. And Michael's just he goes in there. He's like, "What the hell are you doing, dude? Like the boss hosts the Dundies." Deal with it. Get out there. He, like, like, just get slaps Ryan. Him. Yeah, they, like, literally... I mean, it's not hard. No, it's but just, he like, slaps them. bitch slaps. But, yeah, no, they slap each other. Yeah. And Michael gets him out there. So now, they finally come out, and Michael's like, Sorry, we're so late, guys. We were in line at the DMV. And everybody's, like, uh, laughing. Like, courtesy oh, laugh, that's, yeah. that's funny. And then D'Angelo just says... Hey, guys, falls asleep right after sex. Am I right? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. It just, but exactly. Like, I hate doing direct quotes all the time, but with, the, with like, D'Angelo and his delivery, mm-hmm. you have to. <laughs> so now Michael transitions into the best dad, Dundee, and we find out that Jim is yeah. the best dad. And Jim's actually, like, proud. No, he gets, like, a big head about it almost. Because yeah. he's like, oh, thanks, guys. Like... 
He actually adds an addendum onto his speech and everything. Yeah. And then Pam's like, thanks for mentioning me. He's like, (laughs) oh, didn't I? So now then it's uh, Best Mom. And Meredith wins. Second time where somebody was getting ready to get... Actually, it happens like five times. Yeah, because Pam was like ready to be announced. And it's Meredith. And then then Dwight's like, can we get a photo of the best mom and best dad? (laughs) (laughs) Jim is like so happy with Meredith. He's like... (laughs) So now... um, she makes out with Michael when she goes up there too. Mm-hmm. Let's and then she says, Meredith, "I'm not gonna." Is. Yeah, Meredith. And then she says, "Tell you one thing, I'm not gonna be a good mom tonight." <laughs> um, and then it's hottest in the office, mm-hmm. and he's Michael explains like he typically gives this to a man, and uh, the winner's Danny Cordray who couldn't be there tonight. As which, Ryan is standing up, yo, like stands yeah. up, and he's just like. No, I didn't expect to win. I mean, how do you even quantify something like that? What's his criteria? It's so subjective. Yeah, you can tell that Ryan's like, well, fuck, man, I got replaced. But Danny Cordray really is good the continuity in that there. Office. Good continuity. Yeah. Um, so now the diabetes for that the diabetes. diabetes award goes to Stanley, and Phyllis is also sad because she's like, I have diabetes too. You don't hear me yelling about it. <laughs> um, so now D'Angelo is uh, saying, like, the well, next person it, is my, my right-hand man, apparently. Yeah. Ad-lib masturbation joke. <laughs> I love it. He's reading cue cards. Yep. And which is kind of funny because it's just like the Ron Burgundy. Yep. Read anything off, a, off the prompter. Off the cue card, yeah. yeah. Um, and everybody's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then he's... Well, uh, the, the diners, because it should be noted. Oh, oh yeah. It's they're not in this ch- restaurant, but it's like... They're out in the open. Like anybody it's who's not dining. It's like Chili's where they were like kind of separated. Yeah, this is like in the open main uh, dining area of the restaurant. Yeah. So other patrons are there while this is all going on. And Ad-lib I also noticed. I also noticed like the podium kind of area they're on. Do you know who's got the table up there? Next to the where the screen was? Mm-mm. The warehouse guys. Oh my god, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know they were there. Like I was watching today, I was like, oh shit, it's the warehouse guys. Like you could tell it's them. Oh. Because they're like trying to watch the screen from like the side. <laughs> so now the next award for the right hand man is the promising assistant manager Dundee, which Dwight gets. Which he's still a little raw he's that bitch. Michael did yeah. not give him the recommendation. And he said, you know what, this is an ode to the trash can. And he just tosses yeah. the fucking dummy. Spikes it right into the garbage. Yeah. Um, so now, Kevin <laughs> is sitting at his table, and he's he brought his own crayons to color <laughs> on the tablecloth. The cloth tablecloth, mind you. This and is why Holly believed it in her debut episode, I'm just going to say. <laughs> and um, then the next Dundee is for the cutest redhead in the office, which... Aaron wins, yeah. and Meredith is pissed and throws her best mom <laughs> Dundee at the stairs. Um, and while Aaron is accepting cutest redhead in the office, she breaks up with Gabe on the mic and says mean things. Yeah, she's like, "I just don't enjoy touching you. I don't enjoy <laughs> time with you. Like you make it, my skin crawl. It's cold." Yeah, even Daryl says that's cold. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and then she's like, I, I have to be honest. Right, Pam? Yeah, she lays it on Pam. You know, and Pam's like, what the fuck, dude? Um, I mean, thank God, because it was a little awkward. Like, that whole situation's awkward. It wasn't as bad as Andy and Aaron. No. But then, but like, when Gabe... Poor Gabe, yeah. yeah. Gabe rushes the microphone, and he's just like, this quarter-life crisis! <laughs> like, yeah, he's, right. He's, like, this having a panic attack. Quarter-life crisis everybody keeps talking about. <laughs> and, um, yeah. He ends up leaving, yeah. Oh, poor Gabe. <laughs> He really didn't get a like a chance. It's hilarious. Anything in this show. So now, um, Michael says, 
The Michael Scott Award for the Best Dundies Host goes to D'Angelo. And everybody's like claps because they, they see it as Michael passing the torch on yeah, D'Angelo. He's being nice. And they're all like, oh, speech, speech. So D'Angelo puts on his head his headphones and he begins screaming oh my God, yeah. about, I was throwing up and throwing up and just throwing up in the men's room. That's why it shut down for most of the <laughs> night. And the restaurant manager is like, yo, fuck this. That's enough. He unplugs the yeah. microphone and D'Angelo is still yelling. But Michael's now like, all right, cut it. It's done. Mm-hmm. But he's disappointed with how it ended. Like, that's not how the Dundies should end. So then Pam suggests, you know, everybody grab some ice cream and go back to the office so that they can finish the ceremony. So now Michael, Dwight, and D'Angelo are going to drive back to the office, and they're just like, yo, pee at the office, D'Angelo. You're not running across the gas mm-hmm. station. We won't get seats together in the conference room <laughs> otherwise, even though they're going to be standing hosting. Mm-hmm. So now, um, D'Angelo really has to pee, and Dwight's just like, yeah, that was the worst Dundies ever. And yeah, Dwight like, just like, starts, starts fighting with Michael. Yeah, it's like almost like a teenager throwing a tantrum with their parents yeah. in the car. And Michael's <clears throat> just like, what is your pro- problem, man? Like, what the hell? And he's basically, now he's upset that he's not even the co-host of the Dundies. Mm-hmm. And he literally gets out of the car and sprints, sprints. away. <laughs> yeah. So now we're back at the office. Everybody's in there. D'Angelo like fucking bum rushes everybody to get to the bathroom, and they're giving out the next award, the Doobie Doobie Pothead Stoner of the Year, because he smoked one time in college. Andy Bernard, mm-hmm. and he tells Michael that he wants to thank him. Michael's like, "What do you mean?" And he says, "We all just want to thank you," and to the tune of Rents. Um, I don't know. Moments, I don't know this moments in a life like it's like the signature song of the show. Uh, what um, show? Rent. Oh. Yeah, like the Broadway. Oh, I've never seen Rent. it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Is that based on Billy Joel or am I thinking of something else? You're thinking of something else. Okay. Yeah. What I'm thinking of like Anthony works at yeah. the gro- I'm moving out. That's yeah. it. All right, totally different. Totally completely different. different. <laughs> right. Rent deals with um Isn't that the like AIDS, AIDS? Yeah. AIDS and drug crisis That's in right. the 80s in New York City. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah they sing the song from Rent, but yeah. they, to the but tune they, of they their own thing. But they they twisted to 9,986,000 minutes. Um and but this is what's really cool about this <clears> moment. Steve Carell didn't know they were going to do this. Oh, no. So that reaction that he gives them is completely genuine, ah. which, like, just makes it even better. It's so cute. watching it, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I was, like, crying while I was watching it. But um, I it was just so funny the way that they did it. Like, that's like watching Die Hard 80,000 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mary Jeremetrius Vickers yeah. is adding like harmony, like who you can call, you can <laughs> like call, a high in a falsetto. Yeah, and Daryl's getting in the back; he's mm-hmm. getting into it. Oh, he's playing the piano yeah. and everything. Um, <laughs> Meredith has a solo. You hit me with your car, Ryan. You help me get off drugs. Creed, I watch you when you sleep. <laughs> I love that one. And then Oscar, I forgive you for kissing me. <laughs> it's kind of like a nice little wrap up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Creed's was a little weird. <laughs> it's but... perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> but it was really, really neat. And like I said, it's it's cool to know like the background that Steve Carell didn't know they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's it's a nice moment. That's like their little goodbye to Michael. Mm-hmm. And then the closing, they're, yes. they're back at uh, Louis Volpe's. And the award is the Extreme Repulsiveness Award. 
but Michael makes D'Angelo announce yeah. it. Yep. And uh, so he's like, that just seems really rude, but okay, the winner is Toby Flinderson, and Toby's sitting at the, his table, and he's like, no, I'm not going yeah, up there. Yeah, he's, like, oh, he's like, I won't do it. Yeah, and everybody's like, it's his last do- Dundies, Toby, you've got to go up. Come on, just do it for Come him. Come on, you've got to do it. So then Toby gets up there, and he speaks out, and he's just like, you know what, everybody? I can't stand here because a, an innocent man is going to be put to death. I was on a Scranton Strangler jury, and I don't think he's guilty anymore. But and that's he, when Dwight hits like the crickets. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he hits like the because he's been doing all night. He has like the synthesizer yeah. with like sound effects and shit. Like when oh, Stanley yeah, when got up Gabe, there for diabetes. Yeah, he was, did the springs noise. Yeah, boing. Gabe, Gabe got broken up with, and he did the crickets. Yeah. Oh yeah, so with, oh, with Toby, yeah. it's the oh yeah, like that Ferris Bueller <laughs> Duffman <Yep>. thing. <laughs> and that's how we end it. I disagree with this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the award. I gave it a 4.7. What'd you give it? I gave it a 5.0. You gave it perfect. Holy shit. I said from opening to close, everybody was included. It was funny as hell. Oh, every, it yeah. never let up. Like, this, the foot was on the gas pedal the whole fucking episode. It was awesome. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the, I don't know, the only thing that lost me was uh, the stuff where Michael is, like, slapping D'Angelo, like, in the bathroom, and then, like, when they're at the office, and he's trying to get him to do, da dundays or something yeah. like that. Like, I don't know, like, da some of that, dundays. some of that, like, seemed like it got bogged down a bit, like, I wasn't totally into it, but mm-hmm. overall, it was awesome. The shit with the yeah. Dundies was awesome, from Aaron, yeah. and Toby at the end. Extreme <laughs> repulsiveness. And Michael's just standing there, like, no, keep going, keep going, it's, it's gonna be great. No, it was just perfect, and, I mean... It's just uh, a final goodbye in this realm where Michael always puts together things like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the last conference room meeting, you know what I mean? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. No, this was, like I said, the gas pedal was never off the floor for me no. in this episode. It was awesome. I, yeah. I'm glad we both enjoyed this one. Because oh, it was sure. it was special. Well, that's what I said like last week when I didn't like D'Angelo's episode. I was like, the problem is I love the other episodes that he's in. Well, it's just that first episode. I just but like they're doing the same thing in this one together. Like they're nope. together doing like it's the different. whole stepbrothers like idiot routine. It's different because the focus is not entirely on D'Angelo. I guess it's on everybody for the yeah. most part. The op- the cold opening is money though. Oh my god! With the the Meredith it's shit. Like- Katrina. I have Vienna sausages and, and napkins. And napkins. <laughs> like, that's the first thing that pops in your mind. Like, you can wipe your mouth. <laughs> or use them as a plate. <laughs> yeah, this, this was good shit. Yeah. I like this. So, anything else you want to talk about? No, man. This one was just perfection for me. All right. How about you? No, no, because I think we're going to talk about more in the next. Absolutely. So, that gonna, that's going to take us to Season 7, Episode 22, Goodbye, Michael. However, before we start there, Mayor Bear, why don't you put us over? Absolutely, dude. So, guys, you can always hit us up on the Twitter. We like to keep it funky fresh. We always post our favorite screen grabs from the episode. Some weeks, there just aren't any, uh, you know, gems. Or somebody forgets. No, there's just not a lot of gems sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but we, whenever we mention them on the air... We always post them after Kevin reminds me to. Um, we're our follow-back whores, so hit us up. That's at Grossest Podcast on Twitter. Or you can email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Yes, and you can also find us on any pod uh, podcasting app. And you can also find us on the Ginny Position podcast feed. You can subscribe today. You will not only get us, but you will find other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Drive-In, Journey Through Infinity, and more. Woo! So subscribe today. You'll thank us later. I promise you. We're there each and every Monday. And the other shows, as they are released, you'll find out if you subscribe. 
So that that brings us to this episode, Bear. Damn now, did you cry? Did you I cry? Did. You did? Oh, I you did. bitch. Yeah, I know. I'm a little emotional this week, Kev. <laughs> okay, well, not leaving it vague for the listeners. Goodbye, there. Michael. It's very <laughs> emotional this week. It was it was something. So as I'm sorry, but goodbye or Michael's last undies and goodbye, Michael. If you don't cry during that rent moment, I didn't. I thought I hate you're that. You're heartless. I hated that song. I didn't like it. You're heartless. <laughs> this one, I will say, I didn't cry or anything. But I was just like, huh. It wasn't like a Rufio moment. Like, it wasn't where I got that emotional. <laughs> like, when Rufio <laughs> dies. Oh! Yeah, it wasn't like that. But it was just like, definitely like, because we've... Sp- it was a proper send-off. Well, I think a big part of it is, is that it's been an intense... We've been doing this for about a year and a half now. Yeah. So we've been engrossed with this character for, f- like... We've examined it from all areas, yeah. all angles, I think. It's been like 65 weeks in a row yeah. of Michael Scott or whatever. So... Yeah, we've been we've been balls deep in Michael Scott. That's a quote. <laughs> in his psyche. Yeah. Isolate that audio. But we've we've been there, so this is the goodbye to Michael. And uh yeah, it gets hairy. It does. So and of course, because I have to cover it, it's a thirty eight minute episode, minute long episode or whatever. <laughs> so it's extra long, so bear with me. Uh, the cold open, Michael is on the roof sitting in a lawn chair with, in cowboy boots. I was going to say, did you note the cowboy boots? <laughs> yeah, because he's moving out west. And he says he's acclimating to the al- elevation. Al- altitude. Yeah. Did you? I wonder if those are Daryl's cowboy boots that he gave him. <laughs> he passed them on. <laughs> These don't fit, Mike. So... Dwight is there to give him Rocky Mountain oysters, and Mike bites into them, and he's like, oh, these don't taste like oysters, and, and Dwight tells him what they actually are, yep. bull balls, yep. He just cut them off this morning, <laughs> and Dwight's still pissed off about Mike for not recommending him, yeah. and then Michael, like, goads Dwight on and, like, gets under his skin by talking about, oh, there's grizzlies in Colorado, I wonder if I should put salami in my pants, or pepperoni, and then he just goes through a litany of See, meats. I didn't see that it was him goading him. I saw oh, definitely. That you didn't see the smile on his face? I saw that as him trying to, like, get <clears throat> Dwight onto a topic that, like, Dwight enjoyed. And, like, he knew that, okay, if I can get Dwight talking about bears, like... Bears. It'll kind of get him... Bear smell demonstration. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I, I saw it as, like, him trying to be like, if I can get Dwight talking to something about something he likes... Then, like, I can kind of mend the rift between us. I guess. I guess that's a read. That's I don't know. I, I just saw the way he was smiling when Dwight was getting angrier about the meats. Uh, see, like, mean, any kind of meat, Michael. <laughs> like, he's just freaking out. Yeah, but then he started eating the Rocky Mountain oysters. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could tell that Dwight was, like, not, not calming down, mm-hmm. but, like, getting back into, like, normal Dwight, not spiteful. Did you ever Dwight. eat Rocky Mountain oysters? No. Surprisingly I did not good. To. Surprisingly good. When I was out in uh-huh. Colorado, I got some. And they give you, like, buffalo sauce with them, too, so they go down easier. I don't intend to. Big fan. Big fan. You like balls in your mouth? <laughs> Real mature, real mature. <laughs> so Mike and De- Mike and De- Mike and D'Angelo yes. are in his office. D'Angelo says he'll give him his space for the last few days. So he goes to the break room. Uh, Michael does a talking head where he says he's not sad. He will be when he leaves tomorrow. And Gabe, <laughs> we see Gabe follow Andy into the bathroom, and he like threatens him over Aaron, basically. Yeah. Like I will ruin your career. I have over two hundred horror films at home. I yeah. know what to do. He's gonna do some saw shit to Andy. Yeah. So <laughs> like he leaves, and Jim comes out of the stall, yeah. washes his hands, sees the camera, and he's like, "You're you're 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 filming, filming us in while the bathroom we bathroom." Now? Yeah. Like he's all like, he "What the fuck?" He calls the camera crew out. Yeah. Like guys, like this has gone too far. So we see the party planning committee together. And Angela, <laughs> Angela, Pam, and Phyllis do a talking head where they say they're the dream team, 
And Meredith is knocking on the window behind them, like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> and Angela says, and Meredith. So what happens when you let a street dog in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when Mike tells them to get stuff for everyone. Like, he, mm-hmm. no drama tomorrow. Like, don't worry about getting him stuff. You know, like, make yeah. it for everybody. So then Michael... Th- oh. What? This one. He throws out his best boss mug. Or is it what? Yeah, best, world's best boss. World's best boss, yeah. He throws it in the garbage and puts his Dundee that he gave himself on the desk. And then he says, I still need something him. to drink out of. And uh, so he pulls out a list with everyone's name on it. Mm-hmm. And that's when he goes out into the main office and he tells everyone how cute Phyllis was in high school and he makes her blush. And she does a talking head where she's like, I thought he knew about the baby I gave away. Oh, what the fuck, Phyllis? <laughs> it's dark. Uh, she's knitting mittens for Michael since he's going to Colorado. And Mike has gifts. He gives Phyllis novelty teeth to remind her to mm-hmm. speak her mind. Uh, he gives Stan- he Stanley likes games, so he gives him this little toy pool table. Yeah. But it has no balls. Or sticks. Or, yeah, it's just, it's just, just a pool table. table with felt on it. Uh, then he, Andy... Because he needs confidence, gets Michael's top ten clients. Yo. And everybody, like, Dwight and Jim are just, like, shocked. Stanley's like, give me those fucking clients. Yeah. Why the fuck do you get them? And Andy's just like, I'm going to lose them, Michael. Like, I'm <laughs> not good. Um, so D'Angelo's in the break room, and he talks about his... Um, Overcoming obesity. Obesity. But he's, like, being teased by the vending machine. He's, like, looking back at it wistfully. He's, like, caressing the glass yeah, It's on almost the sexual, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael gives Kevin a drawing... Okay, where who who drew this? Was it Pam? I have no idea. It is this very detailed drawing. Now just imagine Porky Pig with Kevin's face. Head. Yeah, like his whole head. And he's slobbering over a pizza. Oh my god. And then god. Michael rips it up and he tells him, Don't be a caricature. Caricature. You'll find you'll be thin and you'll find love. What the fuck? <laughs> uh <laughs> Andy then announces, I lost for I lost Porter Hardware, Michael. Oh and Michael's just like, you, you'll get it, don't worry about it. You'll do it, don't worry. <laughs> Oscar, because he gave Michael his brain, or because he was so smart, mm-hmm. gets a handmade scarecrow. And it literally, it's just like a piece of, like, dirty, fabric. Dirty towel. Yeah, and it's got, like, a face painted Drawn on it, like on a it, ghost. Yeah. And, and, like, Oscar's gracious. He's like, oh, thank you, Michael. And then we get talking about where Michael's losing his shit. He's like, he has such a low opinion of me. He just took it. Like, he was just dying. <laughs> looks like a monkey made it on a farm. <laughs> yeah, he's... Oh, he's just, like, laughing his ass off because Oscar hates him. So, then he goes to Angela. Is it just me, or did you think we would have sex eventually? My God. She's like, just you. So then she... She's showing him pictures. Of the, the her and the senator. Yeah, together. And the senator's assistant, Thomas, is in all of them. Every single one of them. Like, helping him rollerblade. They're Dude, antiquing. the chandelier. Yeah. When they're antiquing, and he's holding on to the candlestick. Yeah. But I love Oscar's face. Oscar's, like, like, looking at the camera the whole time, like, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How does she not see it? It's hilarious. So, yeah, and Michael says, well, I think you found the one. And Oscar's just, not, like, nods his head, <laughs> like, no. So, D'Angelo is um, making a s'more on a coffee maker. Uh, he has, it's like, so it's all sexual. Like, <laughs> it's gross. And he's singing. He's uh, humming. I think it's American-made music for women. Oh, God. It, it's an old 60s, like, Instrumental. I know this song actually. It's on the Wait. Herb Alpert pa- Pandora station. No, 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 not like that. Sanford? No, it's not Sanford. It's like uh, if you know it, you'll hear it. Or you'll hear it, you'll know it. Whatever. Okay. So, okay. So, Andy walks in, and he says he wants D'Angelo to come on a sales call with him. 
So they're going to go tag team the sale and they're leaving. And as they walk past Gabe, Gabe goes, walk away, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, like, like his voice trembles. He's like, his eyes are like watering. Yeah, walk away, bitch. So Oscar asks Michael where to send his last check. And Michael doesn't know where he's going to live. Nope. And it's Mountain. The name of the city. Mountain View. Ton. Yeah, he like Mountain gets And Kevin's just like, sounds beautiful. <laughs> but like, he doesn't know. He doesn't remember. And he goes to the break room. He, of course, begins to freak out immediately. Oh, yeah. He's having like a mini panic attack. Yeah. And he's in the break room eating by himself. And Jim, Pam, Creed, and Kevin walk in. Great, great grouping. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting at the table talking about how Pam has to go to Carbondale to price new shredders. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's like, well, get one that shreds, shreds magazines. The last yeah. one did it. And she's like, shredders don't shred magazines. He's like, they oh, yeah, they should. And Kevin and get Jim's one like, like that this time. Jim's just like, Kevin, did you break the shredder? <laughs> no, it's a piece of crap. Like he's all <laughs> defensive about it. It's pretty funny, but like Michael's like listening to it, and like it's all the people he cares about. It's something funny. It's mm-hmm. like so he gets all wistful, and he goes into his office and has like a panic attack. Oh my god, yeah. And he calls Holly, and she manages to calm him down. But she doesn't even know he's freaking out. Like no. it's, as soon as he hears her voice, and he just needed to talk to her, yeah. and he's like, "I'm going." Where and they I'm just supposed to go. they just do dumb voices together, and he's yeah. happy again. And that's when oh, she, and we find out she's uh, he's oh yeah. She says, "I'll see you tonight at baggage claim." Oh, oh I was going to say that he's moving to Boulder. Oh yeah, Boulder like is the, the town. one of the biggest cities in Colorado. Like, uh, <laughs> murderer place of Jean Benet yeah. Ramsey, lest yeah. we forget. Uh, also home to the Colorado Buffaloes. Go Buffaloes. Um, so Anyway, we find out he's leaving tonight. He's leaving tonight. He tells the camera crew at 4 p.m. today he's heading to the airport. Uh, so the list that with all the names on it turns out to be his goodbye list. And he's yeah. crossing out names as he kind of says his fair... You know, like it's Dorothy going well. to the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow. Like one of those things. Uh, we see him with Toby. Where Toby is talking and Michael is just listening. And his jaw is so tight because his gift to Toby is to just... Give him three minutes of quad. Like, uh, I'll pretend we're t- friends. We're friends for that we're, three that minutes. That we're humans. And um, Toby tells him about his brother Rory, who Rory. lives in Boulder, and they can connect. And um, he goes like, "Oh yeah, maybe." Yeah. And yeah. he's, you know, he says goodbye to Toby, and then he goes to Kelly. And Kelly's all annoyed, and he's like, "Kelly," and she's like, "What, Michael? Why are you talking to that dumb slow yeah. voice?" <laughs> He's just like, is would the best thing I can give you right now to leave you alone? She goes, yes, Michael. Jesus. That's the best gift you could ever give me. So he just goes goes yeah. away. That's his gift to Kelly. Ryan, gets, Ryan is in his broom closet. <laughs> and him and Michael are like blue. Yeah. Because he gave him the St. Pauli girl neon sign. <laughs> and it's hanging in the light closet. And he just goes to, to Ryan. He's like, are you prone to seizures? Yeah. <laughs> so the party planning committee is having a discussion about erotic cakes. Oh. That Meredith thinks would be appropriate because there's an Ethiopian family that owns a bakery that does them. Turns out Phyllis buys them. A and, lot of them, apparently. And they love the fact that there's like full figured women on the they're, cakes. They're represented on yeah. the cakes. So next thing you know, Kelly is there. So what is what are she and Bob Vance into, man? Kinky stuff, man. Jesus. Sex Christ. in public toilets. Yeah. Oh. Get, handicap songs. Role playing at the bars. Uh, Kelly's there now and. She's like talking about how they want to get cupcakes or whatever, and Angela tells her her opinion doesn't matter. She's just, she's just there as a tiebreaker. So Michael wants to see Pam, but she's going out for the shredder to Carbondale to mm-hmm. price shredders. Uh, Aaron goes into the bathroom, and Gabe follows her. Yo, what the fuck? Aaron, like Gabe is like that guy, that jilted lover who doesn't 
get the hint and he becomes very creepy. Yeah. And he's like talking to her and Creed walks out of the stall and just goes, not cool, man. <laughs> and the funny thing is like Aaron's not face. She's like, hi, Creed. Yeah, she's like, hey, Creed. He has paid dearly. Yes. The, that's What's it, season right. two? God, yeah. That's such a throwback. Because he's with Jan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. that's so crazy. So Gabe tells her to read the letter under her windshield wiper that he left. And then we see Toby and Rory, his brother, yeah. having a Skype chat. And <sighs> Rory says he has... Chat. Rory's like, I have jams and preserves. Should I make him a welcome basket? My shelves are overflowing with jams and preserves. It's so insane. And of course, Toby's like, ah, you, know, you want to give him time to acclimate. Like, oh my God. The greatest brother duo. <laughs> uh, Michael gives Daryl a copy of Somehow I Manage in hopes that he's the man to finish it. Yep. And he asks to use the bailer. Down in the warehouse. Um, Daryl, of course, says no, but no. Michael goes down anyway. And the the foreman down there says no. Nope. So Michael goes, I'll catch you on the flippity flip. And he tries to throw a basketball over his head like Mr. Perfect into the hoop down there. <sighs> and there's like 50 takes before he finally hits it. Yeah. and That's uh, being generous. Yeah, 50. there's a lot. So D'Angelo's in the car with Andy, and he has unethical ideas about... So uh, what are you? Uh, what are you going to be a vet? Am I? Am I getting married tomorrow? Yeah. What angle are we working? Like they're going to like try and It'd like be shysters. Yeah, exactly. So and he wants to get psyched. So he goes, "Is there an animal shelter around here?" Next thing you know, they're at Griffin Pond, which is a real animal shelter. Tell us in about the it, Mary. Area. Why don't you that's put where, them over? That's where my Achilles uh, was adopted from. The love of the second love of my life. <laughs> you almost said it. Oh my God! The you almost second said it. love of my life. Um, uh, would you say it's a good place? If there's anybody in the northeastern Pennsylvania area who's listening, would you tell them to go there? Yes, definitely. Good place? Um, good people? Currently, they're overrun with cats and kittens because we have a big issue in this area of uh, strays <laughs> just reproducing. Mm. But um, no, they're a great organization, and if you can, support them online. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's where my baby If came it wasn't from. for them, I wouldn't have my nephew. Exactly. So D'Angelo tells how he met Joe, Man- Joe Bennett by saving her dog from, like, a guy who was trying to steal her poodle or whatever. Yeah, which I can only imagine because <clears throat> she has those two big, like... So, yeah, the um, Great Danes. Yeah. So he now reenacts that whole scenario with Andy holding the dog. Like, give me the fucking dog! Like, yeah, it's not your dog, th- man. That's that, a lady's dog. That's how he psychs himself up. Weird. Yes. Andy totally looks disconcerted by this. Like, Andy's like, this guy's a fucking psych It's actually patient. pretty funny. Yeah. So Michael is now outside with Aaron, and she talks about how she she doesn't love Gabe, but she thinks she loves Andy, and Michael tells her not to rush into anything. And yeah. when she meets the right guy, she'll know it, because she has all these great attributes, and she'll make somebody happy, like, to, to not rush into anything. Mm-hmm. That's his gift to her. And he also tells her, like, you can call me anytime. You don't need a mom to tell you what to do because you got me. Yep. And she's all like, oh, I love Michael. So then <laughs> back in the office, it's 2 p.m. Mike basically tells Phyllis, you're done working today. Finish the mitten. Yeah. Hangs up on a sales call on her. He then gives Dwight the recommendation letter. Yeah. And Dwight's like a dick about it. Oh, completely. But then he does a talking head and he starts reading it out loud, like all mocking, like, Oh, real nice, Mike. If I could just buy a dictionary. Yeah. But then, as he's reading, and he realizes that Mike meant it from the heart, and he's like touched. He gets all choked up. He doesn't even finish it. But then, many things like that. Just, very repetitive. Yeah, just boilerplate. <laughs> so then, there's a note in there: paintball, two forty-five yeah. out back. So we see Dwight like run out there. He's like got his gear on, oh and the God. and then Michael jumps out of a fucking dumpster, <laughs> and, they're, and they're just shooting each other at close range, yeah. just running around, going ah, ah! <laughs> just like shooting each other. 
Do you ever play paintball? No, I've never. I know you have. It's a fucking riot. Yeah. Man. When you get like one of the like, the professional courses, mm-hmm. and you're like, we were in the woods. It was like nom. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. I, I mean, I was in high school, but it was some of the funnest. Like, uh, I got should hurt. Do it more. I get welts. Yeah, I should yeah. do it more. I should go out and hurt myself. <laughs> but um. Hey, Dwight and Michael seem to enjoy it in their 40s. <laughs> yeah, and Michael goes back into the office. He's got, like, purple hair because yeah. all the paint. So D'Angelo and Andy are on the sales call, and D'Angelo is just awful. He's basically saying, you could be making either the best or worst decision of your life. It's time to play Russian roulette. Spin that chamber, Boris. Oh I don't know if God. he says Boris, if that's the guy's name, or, or if bro, because it's Russian like, roulette. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's... he basically says, and if you want a regular guy who will get you your paper at a good price and on time, this is not your guy. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He's absolutely train smash. Just train smash. Uh, it's now 3 p.m. And Michael asks where Pam is. He's getting antsy. And Jim's like, oh, she went to Price the Shredders or whatever. We see her walking into a movie. To watch what movie? The King's Speech. You ever see that? I yeah, saw I really it, like I saw it. it for the first time recently. I like it. It was different. I, it wasn't the worst thing. I'm not a Colin Firth guy. Hmm. I mean, you're a Pride and Prejudice person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The miniseries. You and our sister in. watch all that shit. Hey, Mom. You, uh, I don't know, women. But he's got like the mutton chops. He's like, hello, I'm um, Mr. Darcy. Is he Darcy? He is Mr. Darcy. But he doesn't say, hello, Gavner, I'm Mr. Darcy. I, oh, yeah, he's not cocky. They all sound like, like, I think of like Nick Cage in National Treasure. Oh, hello! My <laughs> like, <laughs> God. Anyway, so uh, Gabe, Creed, and Meredith are in Michael's office, and he does a talking to everybody. He says, that's right, I tripled up because I'm short on time. <laughs> and he's just like, if you end up dead in a ditch or, like, drunk, like, he yeah. goes, he just runs through a whole thing with them and kicks them out. But Gabe is freaking out. He says he's going to quit or ruin Andy's career today. And Mike tells him, like, do you want some advice? And Gabe's like, yes. He's like, cover up your Adam's apple. You won't look like such a transvestite. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just, like, wounded. I'm wounded. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, we see Andy and D'Angelo leaving. And D'Angelo's like, fuck you. This is the worst decision you ever made. Yeah. Total ass. Uh, Andy goes back in to make the sale, though. Yeah. And he meets D'Angelo outside who gets off the phone. He's like, we did it. We did D'Angelo thinks he made the sale. He's like, fuck yeah. He's, like, He's insane. He really is. Like Jan's, Jan Levinson level. <laughs> yeah. So it's now 3.40 and Michael calls everyone to the conference room. He wants an, he wants to know about Pam's whereabouts. What's it looking like on the mittens? And he's like all panicky. And then he's like, they're like, is that it, Mike? And he's like, hold on. There's somebody else wants to say goodbye. And we get ping. Hello, oh I'm Ping. <laughs> I, wish, I will arrest everyone. Yeah. And he's like, I love you. Like, oh my God, it's so bad. Dude, it's so Jim bad. walks him out. Like, yeah, Jim's over like, here, can we talk? Please? Well, because Jim can see like his eyes are tearing up and he's like, all right. He's like having a, a meltdown basically. Yeah. So Jim takes him into the office and he says, you know, I want to take you to lunch tomorrow on your last day. And Michael is just like, oh, he's like all worked up. And Jim goes, you're leaving tonight, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. He and, starts, like, tearing Yeah, up. Michael just wants to tell him, like, he's like, is it, why am I so sad? Yeah. And Jim's like, goodbyes are a bitch, you know, like, you're attached to this place, mm-hmm. it happens. And, and he says, am I making a mistake? And Jim no. goes, absolutely not. <laughs> no. And that's when Michael tries to do a very emotional goodbye to Jim. Oh, my God. And Jim cuts him off, and he's just like, save the goodbyes for lunch tomorrow, and I can tell you that you are the greatest boss I've ever had. And Michael's just like, <laughs> like, so then we get a honk, and the taxi is outside. Mm-hmm. So Michael is going to leave for the day, and he takes his mittens, and he, <laughs> this is the best part of the episode, because he's leaving the office, he takes one more look, Jim's like, get going. 
and Creed holds up the world's best boss <laughs> mug. Out of the garbage. <laughs> they'll get out of the garbage. He just goes, see you tomorrow, boss. Oh, my God. And Michael leaves. That's it. So this takes us to the, I guess you could call it the... Of Boca What's Airport? the Yeah, the airport. Because we get a talking head from Michael over his taxi ride going through the TSA shit and that. Mm-hmm. He says, Holly's my family now. People you work with are your best friends. And he's like doing this whole thing. And he's ready to board the plane. He's tying his shoes on and everything. And he takes out this... The, he goes, I've been waiting to get this off my chest. And he takes the microphone off. He hands it to the camera crew. And they can tell, like... like he's you, mouthing. He's mouthing because he can't hear him anymore. Yeah. Because the microphone's not up. And he goes, that's what she said. <laughs> and as he's going to his plane, Pam runs in. And she meets him. No she goes, shoes. Yeah, the, okay. Well, she's, We've she got questions. Security. Okay, but she's like, got no shoes. She has no boarding pass. Or yeah. anything. She just runs in, hugs Michael, and we don't hear them. And she does a talking head where she says, he wasn't sad. He was full of hope and excited to go home and see Holly. And she watches the plane take off. Also, the Avoca Airport has never oh, been that it's, busy. It is a fucking there's, metropolis. There's eight gates, guys. Like They should have just went to like a local airport. Right. So... We're There's at, probably like one wing of the LAX. Like. So we get to the goodbye party, and everyone's standing around. D'Angelo's like, well, if he's not going to come, we might as well cut the cake. Do you notice what's in the background? Yeah, though? it's pictures of Steve Martin. Robin and, Williams. And Bill Murray, Yeah, I think. Yeah. So there are <laughs> these few pictures. It's everything Michael would have wanted. Yeah. And uh, D'Angelo starts cutting the cake, and then he like, puts it in his hand, and he takes a bite, and he throws it in the garbage. He's like, you had cake for lunch, D'Angelo. Yeah. What are you doing to yourself? And then he like just bare hands a piece out. He's like, no! And he just throws it in the garbage. He's like, screaming at No! The- no! And that's when Dwight just looks at Jim and goes, uh-oh. Yeah, like and they know they're in for a fucking insane ride, and Michael's not there to save them. And we are done with this episode. And we are done with Michael Scott. What'd you give it? I gave it 4.6. I gave it 5.0. Goodbye, it. Michael. It, it is a... How do I put this? It's hard... It, it's funny where it needs to be funny. It's yeah. heartfelt where it needs to be heartfelt. Yeah. And everybody was included. Everybody was included. I guess the last two episodes, really. Yeah. And it, it's a nice idea like that. Michael did like a hit list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his way of... Uh, Making sure he got every yeah. a moment with everybody. Yeah. And so we've reached the, the end of the line with Michael Scott. So tell me what you think about this character of Michael Scott. You could... In any... Way you want to, and just in regards to the show, in regards to the broader picture of television, I don't care. Just tell me what you think about Michael Scott. I, <laughs> I've watched, so I've watched this this series so many times, and I always loved Michael Scott for everything he was. Ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, heartfelt, everything. Watching it critically did change a little bit. <laughs> it's rough. Of that, yeah. Yeah. The first, like, three seasons are... Even beyond... Yeah. But, yeah, but especially but the also, first two. Also, yeah. it, like, really doesn't age well. Like, some of the gay jokes Oh, I don't care about like that. that. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, today, none of that stuff would be able to be made. I don't give but, a shit about that. But I'm talking about the character. The time, no, I know, but that's part of the character. No, because that character would still be the same today. There's still guys out there doing gay jokes and race jokes and stuff yeah, like that. Todd that's Packer. the And that's the... Exactly, Todd Packer. That's the flawed part of the Michael Scott character. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, we've said it before in the past that... This show is done as a documentary type of show. So these are supposed to be characters of real people. Of real people, yeah. And real people are flawed. Oh, absolutely. And, like, Michael Scott obviously has those flaws and God, those warts. Yeah. But he also has a lot more... Fl- like, so you've looked at... You've always loved it. You've, you're yeah, I've always show. loved it. Um, it made me appreciate some aspects of him. Like, 
how much he really does care about everybody and how he just wanted that human connection. But yeah. then it also highlighted, like, just how selfish he really could be at times. All but, the time. Yeah, but overall, I think he just wanted that human <clears throat> connection. And I think he summed it up best where he said, you know, at the end of the day, your coworkers aren't your family. Your family's your family. But your coworkers can be some of your very best friends. It's like he finally got it. Yeah. Because from day one, it was always like, "This is my this family." This is my family. Because he a never had it. To these people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that the evolution of Michael Scott came to completion. I don't know if there was an evolution. I'm gonna be completely honest. Aside from that, he's emotionally. Still, he uh, was, he's still look at the last ep- or two episodes ago when D'Angelo just got there. And he acted like a petulant child and threw peanut butter sandwiches yeah, at him. Yeah, but he also was, like, he's been at that company 15 years. He's leaving voluntarily. He Yes, no, I understand that, but when you've been, so, okay, let's be honest. Do you really think Michael Scott had a career other than that place? No, or he said it? he didn't. Exactly. So, like, for me, I don't know, I don't think you can relate to this. Like, for me, my entire career has been with the same company. When you go to leave that company, as much as you hated the company, whatever, there's still that bit of anxiety because it is a huge change. Like, you know everything that's going on here. You know the people. You're comfortable there. And you're going out and you're starting something brand new with people you don't know. There's going to be some, you know, is this the right move? Is this not? Should I be doing it? There's some apprehension there. So Mm -hmm. I don't don't blame him for feeling that way Mm -hmm. at all. I okay. So starting from episode one, as someone who really isn't a wasn't a fan of The Office mm-hmm. coming into this, I hate Michael Scott half the time, and the other time I love him, and that doesn't make a great character. <laughs> it <laughs> may like, and it's not like a love to hate like a bad guy in a show. Yeah, it's not like Sons of Anarchy where like they cut off somebody's head and you're like, oh, <laughs> those fucking assholes. Like it's like Opie. It's like this guy. I don't want to watch this. Like there is some cringe. There are a lot of cringe moments. And, like, like, the thing is, sometimes, the, like... The peanuts, t- the packing peanuts oh, in the warehouse. We talked about so many times where we're like, this was just cringe for cringe sake. Mm-hmm. Like, the Scott's Tots. Like, the, uh, yeah, the the, the uh, bachelor party with the fucking stripper and yeah. all that. Anything in season one or two. <laughs> like, the, the fucking episode where he fires Pam and he's just, like, joking about it That's and shit. That's the first episode. Yeah, like, <laughs> that shit, it's just like cringy to be cringy there wasn't even introducing the character it was just like oh god i don't know like see i think that was introducing him though because you saw how he thought was funny for what he thought was a joke yeah but but at the same time like this character like we talked about evolution yeah so many of the other characters have had some changes yeah especially jim and pam Roy, even (laughs) to, to an extent and even andy to to uh certain limits has had you know, some evolution. Dwight, while he might be the same person because he is so stubborn and set in his ways, mm-hmm. also opens up to Angela and stuff like that. And he bought the building, so he's gone off, like, professionally in a yeah. different way. Whereas Michael Scott was always Michael Scott, and nothing was going to change that. Even when he was with Holly, it was just, you know, more Michael Scott, except he had a female accomplice. He, he went from being the Joker to the Joker in Harley Quinn. Yeah, but I also feel like Holly, although she is, like, kind of stupid when she's she around him, him, 
She does, but she also, like, when Todd Packer was there, and Michael's playing along <laughs> with Todd Packer, and she's like, do you think he's funny? Like, she at least has, like, a semblance of a head on her shoulders and, a, like, a moral compass, where she's like, do you? Like, she'll question him, and I think that that helps to make him a better person. I guess. All I know is that we are almost seven complete seasons in. Yeah. Michael Scott is gone. He is gone. I don't know where this show is going. We have two seasons and four episodes to so, figure it out, man. The rest of season seven. What do we got the next four episodes? So the next four, we have episode 23, The Inner Circle. 24, Dwight K. Schrute, parentheses, acting, non-parentheses, manager. <laughs> and then 25 and 26 are search committee part one and two. All right. Well, that tells that tells us a lot, that last one there. Yep. But um, yeah, the Michael Scott character, as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of one note. Like, you know what to expect each episode. You're never surprised by the character. Mm. No, the character... Like, Dwight even wrapped it up in that last episode when he gave his leads to Andy. Oh, yeah. He goes, I've given up on Michael doing, like, the comprehensible thing. He's yeah. like, nothing surprises. And that's how, like, I think He's, viewers... He's, like, numb to yeah. Michael's And I think basics. that's how viewers have come to view it. It's like, Michael's just gonna do something stupid or yeah. silly. And, like, I think that kind of takes away from... Like, but somehow season seven was great. Oh my god! Because it was Fucking unpredictable. Amazing. Because it's been unpredictable. Yeah. I don't think it, it's been a lot of stuff. Out the direction it yeah. was going. In. And there were episodes where Michael wasn't the focus for once, which mm-hmm. is unpredictable in the writing style mm-hmm. of the show and the presentation. So like that lends itself to being better, more creative, and more entertaining television, oh, as gotcha. far as I'm concerned. Because I like, you know how we talked about how some episodes dragged in like seasons three, four, and five because yeah. they were Pam and Jim centric. Or it was like Michael and his love interest. Like, I think that dragged down season six. Yeah. It's like every two weeks Michael had another woman that he was going after. Yeah. So like I'm kind of looking forward to... I'm actually excited to see where it's going. Because it could go in a million different directions. And I'm hoping they don't take a safe direction. That's all I'm going to say. We'll find out okay. next week. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to do the those two... What are they again? Dwight Schrute, acting manager and inner circle. Uh, yes. We're going to do those next week. But uh, until then, guys, please go and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the Jenny Position feed, and you'll get us as well as other great shows on there. And uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Podcast. And if you have long-form uh, feedback, we could read it on the show. We can respond to you in time. Uh, send it to brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. So, that's it. We'll catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys.